0: good evening today is monday october 4th 2021 and we are studying the big book of alcoholics anonymous this week's chapter and step are step six and seven into action and our speaker tonight is randy n thank you randy
1: Uh, hi i'm randy n i'm a compulsive overeater very happy to be here um just taking a moment here. So I I came into this program about eight years ago. I keep saying that, so it's probably a little longer than that now, Um, about eight and a half years ago, I guess. And I I have a long history of being in and out of the food. I don't know whether to call it relapse or not, because I only became recovered about a year ago, Um, something like that. And I mean, I had worked the steps in previous uh, times. You know, I came in, worked once, I worked the 12 steps, but it was just one, two, and three, four times in a row. Um, And that didn't help at all. And I just never wanted to do the work in the program because I wasn't in enough pain yet for myself. Then, you know, about five years in, I probably got in enough pain where I decided, hey, you know, I'm going to work these steps. And I did start working them. And when I got to step six and seven, I actually relapsed, um, because I got so overwhelmed looking at my own defects and I didn't tell my sponsor. And I said, you know, let me just get to step 12 and all will be well. And I'll actually go back. I'll make those amends that I said I made to my sponsor and somehow this all made sense in my head. Um, you know, I, I'm going to just share a quick photo of the way I was the way I looked before program. I think I could share oh yeah, I could share it here. All right. Just one photo. Um, this was me. Uh, it, it wasn't my absolute biggest because that was, that was before I grew my crazy beard that summer, um, which was it took like six weeks. And I ate a lot of macaroni and cheese between that picture and, and the end of that summer. And I don't, I don't know if that was my heaviest. But when I came in, um, I was about 100 pounds heavier than I am now, maybe like 90 pounds, 95 pounds. I, I don't know exactly heavier than I am now. Still have some weight to lose. But food was everything. Food was the connector between events in my life, whatever they were. It soothed me through the event and it got me from one place to another, um, whether it was actually driving from one place to another, whether it was from one event to another event, whether it was from one blow up at people I love to the next blow up of people I love. And um, I hid food everywhere. I mean, I, my car was like a buffet. Um, I would stop from one place to another place and just eat and eat and eat um, in secret. And I, I tried not to binge in front of people. I only let myself do it like when I had excuses, like I go to a wedding and then, you know, I drink a lot. I don't, I don't really have an alcohol issue, even though I don't drink anymore. Um, and, you know, use that in, as an excuse to eat. So like I would have to be like inebriated to be able to eat a lot in front of people because there was so much shame involved in it but but it's so weird because thinking back about it I don't remember feeling shameful it was just like instinct you know it's like a dog buries a bone it's like I ate in secret um it's just what I did I guess maybe instinctively I knew it wasn't normal to like just pick up a box of, uh, I don't know, like ice cream sandwiches and eat 12 of them. Like, uh, uh-uh. within 15 minutes from one way to another. It's like, I wasn't going to do that in front of anybody. Cause I've never seen anybody do something like that. You know, I had a, um, one of my sponsees sponsees called me and he's like, yeah, I was drinking olive juice. I'm like, you know, man, people don't drink olive juice. They just don't. It's like, you got to know that that's not normal. Maybe you have some issues with salt, right? Like, it's, you know, that it's the same thing. I just knew until I came here and said, heard other people say it out loud. I was like, Whoa, this is not, this is not a thing in, in any case. Um, my food was really, really shitty, um, forever. And then um, through like the relapses and everything, the food never got worse. Cause it was always terrible. Like it was just always everything. Um, but my mental health, 15 minutes left. Great. My mental health declined a significant amount. Um, my wife, I think, who was listening in, um, bared the, the brunt of it. And I was ready to leave her, not because of her, but because of like, I, I had some awareness of the damage I was doing to my family, right? I, I could see the monster that I was. I'm, I'm not beating myself up, but I was acting like a monster. Um, and I want to say that that's better today, but honestly, the last two days, I was kind of acting like a monster. You know, there was some step 10 work I, I was neglecting to do. Um, but now that we're, that this five minutes is up, I do want to talk about step six and seven a lot, cause that's, you know, what I want to speak about. And I really, really love these steps. And here's what I did. I've I read the book, Drop the Rock, um, I'm actually in a group that we're, you know, studying it paragraph by paragraph. So if anyone's interested, feel free to reach out after the meeting if you've worked through these steps already. Um, in any case, so what I did is like, I've already read this book a number of times, so I have a bunch of stuff underlined and highlighted. So I'm just going to flip through this book and, and, and talk about some things that I've highlighted and underlined, because ultimately, there's so much to talk about here. Um, and I'm going to talk about some of my experience here. Um, so step six is we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects. And character. Um, the food was destroying my life, but I still picked it up over and over. So why is that right? Because I got some great stuff out of food. It gave me some amazing comfort. It made me feel whole when I just felt like I was missing something in life when I ate it. I either blocked out the pain or filled something in. I don't even know how to describe it, but what I can tell you is when I ate, I felt like I can look at people again. Um, I mean, except all the shame in that, or or I wouldn't have to feel so shameful about the things I did. And it's the same thing with my defects. Why, why do I want to be angry? Well, I, I don't want to be angry, right? It hurts people. I don't like hurting people. I'm actually really sensitive, overly sensitive, probably. And, but So why do I act angry? Well, because I get a lot out of being angry. You know, I have really low self-esteem or I say I had really low self-esteem. And it made me feel like a big man, right? Because I'm a big man. So like when I get angry, I'm like big and loud and large. And it's like, "Rah!" I'm a monster. And, you know, people are, are going to like stand down for me. Um, but typically I would get mad at the people that... Um, I don't know, wouldn't get mad back. Right. Like if we're talking about anger, you know, I use it as a way to manipulate and, and have power over people. And that felt great. That felt wonderful. So why am I not ready to have God remove my anger? Well, because you know what, it lets me, it lets me figure out how to have a place in this world. Um, but step six is about letting all that go. Step six is about saying, Hey, Take a deep breath, relax, and understand this is not my world. This is God's world. This is other people's world. Even, even if you don't think it's God's world, it's other people's world. It's not Randy's world. Randy, When it's Randy's world, everything's about Randy. But ultimately, nothing's about Randy. I don't matter very much. That's one of the things I need to realize in step six. Do I matter in terms of what I can add to this world? Sure. But God forbid I die today. The world's going to keep going on and on and on. But somehow I think the world is all about me. So step six is about relaxing and realize, okay, it's time for me to loosen my grip a little bit. I mean, we just get through step four and five when we under, when we recognize how sick we were in dealing with the people and ideas of this world how much fear was controlling my life how much i was completely blind to everything that's going on and like now this step gives me a chance to just let go a little bit to just relax to just understand hey all these things all these negative things i brought into the world it doesn't have to be that way i can let it go things will be okay if I can let these things go, if I could stop wanting what other people have, if I could stop assassinating the character of people behind their backs, if I could stop having pride in things just to feel superior to other people and to be better than them so that I can make up for my deficiencies or my perceived deficiencies. Um, If I could just let all that go, wonderful. So it's just... I can actually breathe again because of this step. There's a word I underline here, authenticity. Um, One of the things they talk about, or or I've discussed in this, is this idea that if I let all these defects go, who am I going to be? You know, if I change who I am, if I let God change who I am, then who am I going to end up being in this world? If I'm not Randy, then... How am I going to get through this? How am I going to relate to people? What, I don't even know what I'm going to be able to say to people. How am I going to do this? Um, and the reality is, is what I am is it's not even real. What I am is made up of my fear, my insecurities, and my low self-esteem, and my defects, and my, my, my brainwashing from parents, from society, from everything. I'm not, everything I see in this world is warped. And I'm worried about giving that up. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not. I don't want to be. I get tied up and I get caught up in it often, but I don't want to be. And when I let these things go, it's incredible. And I'll tell a quick story about one of them I let go. I know there's a couple of people here who've heard this story. But one of the biggest things I suffered with was economic insecurity. And I'm not poor. I have a good job. Not the richest guy in the world, but, you know, I earn a fine living. I don't have to worry about housing and food and all that. Um, so, but I'm still scared of money. I want to hoard money, right? I, I, I don't know why. It just is. It's one of these defects. So one of these concepts of having to, uh, I'm going to interrupt the story a second um, and jump around a little bit, but one of the things that has to take place in this step is to be willing to let God remove these defects at the same time, the same way as the food, no matter how willing I was to put down the food, the food wasn't going to be put down until I put it down. Right? So I need to try to put these defects down and God will remove those defects in God's time. I could try and try and try. Maybe they won't go away, but if I don't try, they definitely will not go away. They will get a lot stronger. So I need to try to put these defects down. If I don't want to be angry at people anymore, I need to be kind, right? So when I'm being greedy with money and hoarding it and not wanting to give money into the world to make it a more joyous place for others, well, there's no way that that's going to change unless I try to do that, right? So, you know, uh, with, you know, permission from my wife, I lent pretty good thousands of dollars to someone I never met. I met through a community WhatsApp group. His wife was having a baby and they needed a car and he has a job and he's a young guy and he needed some money. And I lent it to him. And I said, you know, pay me back when you can. And he's paid me some of it back so far, but I was able to release that. I had to take an action Right. I had to act as if I was had no problems with money and was all my financial insecurity gone because of that. No, it creeps up. But you know what? I felt incredible doing that, not because of generosity, um, but because I had directly prayed for prayed to God about removing that defect. And God put that opportunity in my life. And I said, "Whoa, this is something I got to do. And taking that action did change me. It did change me. Is it all gone? No, but I was able to see that the joy of being giving and generous is, gives me way more than trying to hoard everything for myself. It gave me a new perspective on life. So when I talk about who am I going to be if I'm not Randy, right? Rand defect, Randy, well, I can create who I'm going to be by just taking the right step. I've never done something like that and uh, it, it turned into a negative result. Um, anytime that I choose to take an action which is a principle that I that I al- that I align with spiritually. It always ends up good. There's never a downside to it, ever. There's always an upside because the upside is so much bigger than the downside. I know, I mean, it sounds a little like ethereal out there, um, but but it's the truth. Uh, this, this step um, is the step that's changed me more than any other step. It is not, I can't say this is the step that helped me recover more than any other step, but this is the step that's changed me more than any other. This is where all the change for me lies in this step in particular, because this is the, the into action step that lets me become a different person with God's help. Um, if, if I breeze over this step, if I breezed over this step, and if I didn't come back to this step over and over... I am not going to change. I might be able to keep the food down, but I am not going to be a better human being. I am not going to improve in the way in my unmanageability in this life. Okay, maybe I won't eat over it. Big deal. That's great. Thank God it's the biggest blessing in the world. I don't have to eat over things, but it's an even better blessing that I could do what I perceive to be God's will in this world, which is, I feel like what I should be doing today. Um, I want to just talk about step seven. I mean, there's so much to talk about. It's insane. Um, actually, Lita, how much time do I have left? Three, three minutes, 23 seconds. Okay. Step seven, it is. Um, step seven is all about Um, asking God to remove our shortcomings, right? It's all about humility. It's all about understanding that I am not better than anybody and I am not worse than anybody. Here's how I know when I've worked step seven and I haven't gotten there yet. You know, when you're driving and and, and a person who's maybe homeless comes up to your car and asks you for money, it's it's easy for me to give that person money. Very easy. I mean, if I have some cash, I'll give them some cash, big deal, because it makes me feel good. Um, but to look in that person's eye as a human being and being able to look at them, not look at them looking at me, but to look at them, well, that's when I know I'm humble. That's when I know I'm working step seven. When I could see that person for a person and wonder why they're here, not like, oh, well, you know, he's probably addicted to drugs or, oh, you know, you know, life's been tough on him, but, but to want to ask that person, just like I would want to ask someone who I can relate with well, that fits in my circle well, you know, another person who maybe does the same thing I do that I run to it and into an event and look at them the same way I look at this person. That's when I know I'm working step seven. I also know when I'm working step seven, when I can look at somebody who I perceive in life to be more successful, right? I told you I'm stuck on this financial stuff. So someone who does what I do and is is more financially successful, and I can look at that person and see pain in their eyes. Maybe there's no pain in that person's eyes in particular, but if, if I'm able to look at that person instead of looking at that, looking at that person looking at me again, right? Wondering how they see me, well, that's not humility because I'm worried that they're looking down on me. No, I need to look at him or her and be like, hey, how can I help this person? You know, where can I be of service to this person that's another person that has whatever they have, whatever baggage they have, and see them as someone who's an equal to me? Because we all have different things. So when I see the person that I would have perceived up here, and I see the person that I would have perceived down there, and I'm looking at them right here at eye level, I mean, that's humility. That's step seven. That is willing to be able to change my life so that everyone that I come in contact with, I can serve. Because if I'm worried how people are perceiving me, how could I ever be of service to those people? Um, you know, that singer Susan Boyle from, I don't know, it's like America's Got Talent or American Idol or one of those things X factor. I don't know. You know, she comes and everyone's laughing because she's not, not the most attractive woman in the world. And, and then she's a star because she's not the most attractive woman in the world. If she was beautiful, people wouldn't have even care. Right. But there was this perception that she could not be an incredible singer at time because she didn't look like an incredible, beautiful superstar. Right. It's silly. So when I can look at someone like Susan Boyle, and see her as a superstar before she starts singing, that's when I know I've worked step seven. That's when I know I'm looking at the human race so I can be of service to them. Thank you everyone for letting me be of service and I really look forward to your shares.
0: Thank you so much, Randy. That was incredible. Um, Thank you for your willingness to always do service as well. So we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And Daisy, our Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Um, Lita, can you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Awesome. Thank you. All right. Let's open it up for sharing. Hey, Michelle,
2: please go ahead. Hello. Hi, this is Michelle O.D., Compulsive Overeater Bulimic in Michigan. Hi, everybody. And thank you, Randy. Um, I want to ask you a question, Randy, uh, but we'll just briefly share. I do appreciate hearing about and being reminded of the effects, the sense of ease and comfort, because a lot of the years that I have been in the food, you know, just like they say in the big book, like if, he, if a man is honest with himself, he could not tell you why. I, I really didn't think I was getting any benefit from it. And I knew I must be because I was doing it, but I didn't know why. And I think it's that sensory maximization, just like being angry. And today I had an experience where my legal name was changed for me in a way I didn't ask for, and I was very self righteous, justifiably so, and like I could feel myself wrapping myself around in anger, and then I wanted to wrap myself in more, you know, sensations and feelings, and so anyway, I just appreciate tying in the the effects of the food and the effects of of those other defects of character, and um, and that way that you honestly shared about that. And I just want to turn it over to you because there's more you had to say. I'm going to do an Amy B and say, take a minute or two and say more about step six or seven if you like. Thank you. With that, I pass.
1: I, I was muted. Um, I mean, I always have more to say. I mean, there's so much to talk about here. So, I, I mean, if there's anyone else who wants to share, um, I, I guess if there's no hands up, the the thing I, I, I go back to over and over is, um, I mean, I keep coming back to this step over and over. Um, I keep working on this step over and over. I, I mean, I, there's a whole process that I go through with this, with my sponsees, you know, a lot of sponsors work through this very quickly with sponsees. I, I just, I don't. Um, but there's a whole guideline that I, that I've worked um, mainly through the framework of the drop the rock book to clean up your life get things in order so that you can grow I'm saying you but me um, and, and I struggle with that all the time right like you know sometimes I have a messy room or a messy car and how am I supposed to change other people's lives if I can't get mine in order right because these these things are are, are manifestations of defects that are coming out of my life over and over and over. So I need to work on those so that God can remove them. I didn't focus on that enough, but doing my part is the big part. I can't just say, Hey God, please fix my life. No, it doesn't work that way. It's hard, hard work, painful work. So I'm going to stop there because someone else raised their hand.
2: Thanks Michelle and Randy, Amy, go ahead.
3: Thank you, Daisy. And thank you, Elena team Monday for October. Randy, thank you so much for your service tonight and always. Um, Yeah, no, you talked about step six being not only the one that has been transformative for you, but thank you for mentioning how step step six is an action step. And it says in the big book, and I know it's not a lot of words in the big book, but um, are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Am I ready to let my guidance on direction, my divine ideals remove from me all the things which have, I admitted for, are objectionable? And if I still cling to something, I will not let go. I ask for the help to be willing. All of that is action. I can't just, as you said, I, I can't just, just magically be ready. That's, this is, these steps six and seven are smack dab in the middle of the action steps. They come between four and five and eight and nine, and they are just as action filled. It is an effort. It's an ongoing effort. It's beautiful work and it is action six and seven. Thank you for stressing that. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Amy. Uh, Victoria, and then Robin.
4: Hi, everybody. This is Victoria. I'm a recovered compulsive reader and slow manipulator in, ooh, locally in Houston, Texas today. All right. Um, Back in central time for like five days, but whatever. Um, Life's a mess and so am I, but it's a big, beautiful mess. Um, Thank you so much, Randy, for sharing and for everybody doing service. I two things that really stuck out to me while you were, while you were sharing was um, when you were talking about like, well, who's Randy going to be? i and mean, sorry if I'm paraphrasing, but like, I remember all the time and still all the time when I'm just like, this isn't how Victoria acts. I'm not sure how Victoria, act. I'm not sure how I, I don't know who I am because I spent so much time operating in a way that's really different from how I ask my higher power to help me help me be on a day-to-day basis and it's kind of cool because I feel like I you know we talk all the time about like our relationship with our higher power and relationship with working with others and all that but like I feel like I'm in a, a really a blossoming relationship with myself because I feel like these layers continue to be peeled back um you know like I like when I got in a car accident a couple months ago and I was just like, all right, well, this is annoying. And I was just like, where, where is Victoria? That's not how Victoria would act if there was a car accident. Um, so like those types of things, and it's not always so serene, but even, or like when I go crazy and I'm doing my hamster wheel, but it only lasts for five minutes instead of 12 days, you know? And I'm like, huh, who is, who is this person? Um, so I'm still trying to figure out who I am, but it's it's really cool. And I'm I'm glad it's this way. I'm glad it's keeping me on my toes. Um, and uh, it's also funny because all the time I'm like, sometimes I'm like, when I'm really having, this is gonna sound weird, but like when I'm having a really easy time with the food and I'm just like so in stride and I'm like, this is awesome, this is a miracle. But then I start to think, my brain is trying to get me. It's like, well, maybe I'm just a hard eater. Maybe I'm not really a compulsive eater. And then I was <laughs> remembering how one time I called my sponsor and was like, yeah, I just ate a jar of jam. And they were like, oh, like a, like a, like jam? Like a jar? And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. It just did, you know? And so you reminded me of that. It's like, yeah, people don't do that. That's that's not a, that's not a thing. Um, And I really, I really have this disease and I got to remember those stories. Um, And lastly, I just, I really wanted to say thank you for sharing about asking God to remove these defects, but on, on God's timeline. I, I always want it to be on my timeline. I want it to be instant. I really get frustrated with my dishonesty, my greed. Um, and whenever I tell a lie, I'm like, damn it, I've been working on this. Why did I lie? There's no reason I should have lied. And it's like, well, babe, you're a person. You know, like I call somebody and I'm like, I'm they say, so you're not you're I say I'm resentful at myself. They say, no, you're resentful at God because God didn't take away your character defects fast enough for you. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but that's a good fellow to call because they were so right. I mean, they're so right. I'm not. resentful. Um, at myself. Thank you, lead. I'll wrap up. But yeah, I mean, they're so right. And so I got to remember that, like, yeah, I asked for these to be removed, but it's not. It's not for me on my timeline I'm not the boss of it I just ask and I try to keep doing the work and seeing what happens Thanks for letting me share I'll pass.
0: Thank you Victoria uh,
3: Robin and Gina
5: hi good evening I'm Robin I am a recovered compulsive overeater um, glad to be here tonight Randy thank you so much for your your insight on step six um. I came from another 12 step fellowship into, into OA and um, this time doing the steps really knocked my socks off because um, I think I understood at the core, like what those character defects are, like what selfish is, what dishonesty is, what self-seeking is, what fear is. And um, and I was instructed that those are really the only character defects that I needed to worry about because they kind of encompass everything else, um, which, which for me, that made a whole lot of sense. Um, and so after doing six and seven, seven and writing about what would someone look like who, what would someone act like who did not have those character defects running through their life I had a list of ideals that, that I was working toward. And then it's like, then here come eight and nine and walk your ass out the door and start making amends to people. And, uh, I was terrified, like, oh my God, I did all this work and now I, I have this stuff written down and now I actually got to like do it. And I got to take like, own this stuff. Um, and there was one amend. I just made a, I don't know, maybe couple of weeks ago to a, a former sponsee in a, in a different program. And as I'm doing the amends and, and we're, we're doing that, basically, I was just talking about being selfish or whatever. And, and she said to me, she goes, Robin, you've changed. And I was, and I haven't seen her in years. And she said, I can hear, I can hear your compassion, which was like, mind blowing to me. Um, But it was like only at that point, like where I had become willing to like one, acknowledge what I had done and two, had a higher power to ask to remove it because I did not have one of those. And three, were entirely willing to like do the next thing, like go out and make some legit amends to people whose lives I harmed. I have an amends to make to a brother that I haven't talked to in 10 years. And just recently I've had willingness to go do this. Just recently. Because I've seen my part. And like that's the beauty of like seeing these, these character defects where they've shown up in my life. Because I could I could sit here and tell all of you about what that what that brother did to me. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It's my reaction. Um, so this is a good talk tonight. I appreciate you sharing and I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Robin. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Daisy, can you please stop the recording?